When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Nah, this ain't what you used to. We ain't tripping on nobody. We just moved through. You couldn't keep up, cause my steps too long. It's time to wake them up. They have slept too long. Zip. Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans, by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands. But laid back conversations about the Kings. Subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome so back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans. Unfortunately, the Kings lose to the Dallas Mavericks tonight. I'm not even going to mention the score, Calvin. But welcome in. Happy Friday. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the uh, Royal Rebounds trade deadline special. <laughs> right? We're a little late. We're not going to talk about this game. But it's okay. We're here. Shout out to all my guys here in the chat. I see Callum is here. Tito, Christian, Marcus, Faquan, Bench, Matthew, Rodders, Charles is here. Alfie, man, Silent. Welcome in, Silent. Jeff, the lefty. Wow, Parallax is here. We got a bunch of people here in the chat. Good to see you all. Hopefully, you're having an awesome, awesome Friday. Also, shout out to Young Zell for providing the music in the intro. Thank you, Young Zell. We appreciate you. But, Calvin, uh, unfortunately, the Kings lose tonight to the Luka doncic list. Dallas Mavericks. We talk shit about Kyrie all year. Here we go. This is our payback, I guess, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I kind of alluded to the potential dangers of this game on Wednesday when we were previewing it because there was there's just no way to scout this team right now. No yep. Luka. They've played a certain way with him all season long. Complete ISO, slow, slow, slow style of play. The ball doesn't really move that much. Luca does everything for them. Yep. So now you add Kyrie Irving and you take Luca out, and they've played two games with Kyrie so far. 17 threes in one game, 18 threes in tonight's game. The ball really is moving. 34 assists in this game. They're playing a little bit faster, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, the the supporting cast has had you know pretty good games in all those in both of those matchups against the Clippers and the Kings. Right. Reggie Bullock went crazy from three. 
on Wednesday against the Clippers. Today the whole team went crazy in the first half, but Josh Green had a really good game. Um, and, you know, it's also coupled with the Kings making the same mistakes that they make over and over again. Yep. Turnovers, offensive fouls, slow start, bury yourself in the first quarter, then have to climb out of oh it my God. in it's the exhausting, fourth. Dude. It's exhausting to watch. It is exhausting, it's to, exhausting watch. to watch. So, it, yeah, it's it's just uh, more of the same combined with you didn't really know what you were going to get from Kyrie and this team without Luka. And tomorrow, the, the thing is, it could be, again, you don't know what you're going to get because both of them might play tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. We do have a back-to-back coming up. All right, a couple things to talk about before we jump into the show today. We got a ton of new merch available on royalrebounds.com. Make sure you check it out. You can pick up this dope hoodie here. Hopefully, you guys it can see nice me. It is a nice hoodie. Uh, I, I'm invisible nice right now. Hoodie. I'm camo. Uh, I can see your face, so, and that's it. Yeah, hopefully, you guys yeah. can see me here on the screen. Uh, but it's a dope hoodie, so make sure you guys check it out. bunch of awesome new merch coming out on royalrebounds.com. Check out the shop. Also, Callum wants to know about YouTube memberships. So, Calvin, let's break it down. Uh, we are excited. excited. We are excited to announce that we are now accepting memberships now on YouTube. Uh, a lot of cool, exciting things coming, but memberships is one of them. Uh, just a heads up, we are going to be having, or we do officially have, two different tiers of membership now. Tier one is the Royal Family. It's $1.99 a month. Yes, that's the same price as Deuce and Mo if you care. Um, but that will provide special streams where members only will be able to watch, comment, stuff like that. Uh, you'll get early access to certain things. You'll have special emojis that you're able to use here in the chat and gifts. Uh, and you'll have a, a badge next to your name that will change depending on how long you are a member. Uh, also, the second tier of membership, a little bit higher. It's not for everybody. It's only for my VIPs out there. Uh, but we do have a VIP tier of membership. It is $9.99 a month. It gives you special discounts in the Royal Rebound store. It gives you all the perks of the tier one membership. And you also get in a special group chat with Calvin and I and uh, some of the other VIP members. You get heads up of where Calvin and I will be when we're in Sacramento so we can hang out and do a lot of fun stuff like that. So make sure you guys check out memberships. The channel is growing. Uh, we're going to be putting all this revenue into just paying bills and advertising and try and grow the Royal family. So we appreciate all your support. Uh, if you would not like to sign up for a membership, you can always support us by hitting that like button, hitting the subscribe button. And then we're also available for uh, super chats, super thanks and super stickers. If you want to just uh, donate a little bit at a time. And I'm totally cool with that, but we appreciate you all uh, for joining in either way. So thank you guys so much. All right, Calvin, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this game. Shout out to Tanvir, actually. I see Tanvir uh, was here in Twitter Spaces. Tanvir, if you want to come up on stage and talk, let me know. I'd love to have you here. Uh, and shout out to Brian for joining in on Twitter Spaces. Uh, like I said, we've been doing a lot of things on Twitter Spaces. So if you want to interact with Calvin and I personally, we do that after the show. If you want to come up on stage and speak during the show, uh, you can do that as well. Alfie man wants to pay my bill. It's a big bill, Alfie man. It is a really, really big bill. All right, Calvin, let's jump back here into the game. Uh, so let's do the box scores, as you guys can see right down below. Kings lose tonight, 122-114 to the Dallas Mavericks. They dropped to 31-24 and on the season, Calvin. Still 
Still seven games above 500. Uh, it still feels like a dream to me because uh, I had no idea they would be uh, this far uh, or this good this far into the season. Uh, Domas Sabonis, 37 minutes of action. And yes, Jim, beer is a bill. Uh, 37 minutes of action for Domas Sabonis tonight. 18 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, 2 turnovers, and six personal fouls. He does foul out in this game, something that Calvin and I definitely want to talk about, so we'll jump into that. Uh, Harrison Barnes, 31 minutes of action, eight points, four rebounds, and an assist for him. Uh, Keegan Murray, 35 minutes, 16 points, four or five from three-point range, three rebounds, two blocks, and a turnover in this game. De'Aaron Fox, 33 points. That's right, 33 points for De'Aaron Fox. I thought it was 34, Cal, until... Uh, he was a little bit over the line there, and they took that extra point off. So 33 points for him, uh, six rebounds and five assists for Deer and Fox. 10 of 15, or sorry, 10 of 16 from the field, 12 of 14 from the free throw line. Unfortunately, missed those clutch free throws uh, at the end there. Uh, Kevin Herter, 27 minutes of action, 15 points, five rebounds, and an assist. Two turnovers for him. And then as far as the bench goes, not much bench production. Only zero, uh, zero points in seven minutes of action for Trey Lyles. Seven points for Chemezi Metu. Only two assists for Davion Mitchell in this game. Nine points for Terrence Davis. Uh, we got to see a little bit of Keon Ellis from him tonight. Uh, no points. And Malik Monk, eight points, two rebounds, four assists, and a block in 15 minutes of action. He does leave this game uh, with a right ankle injury. So we'll keep you guys updated on that. But, hey, Alfie, man, thank you so much for the super yeah, chat. seriously, thank we you. We definitely appreciate you. Uh, yeah, going to some bills. All right, Calvin, uh, anything here that really stood out to you uh, in the box? Well, I'm not even talking about the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> um, I think a couple of things stand out to me. One, De'Aaron Fox, great game overall. Uh, two, DeMontis Sabonis fouls out for the sixth time this season. Mm -hmm. Three of them offensive fouls. Wow. Half his fouls. Leader. Uh, and number three, the bench. The bench was not there tonight. After having... We just talked about how much better they've been playing over the last three games, albeit one of them was in uh, a complete blowout in New Orleans. Uh, they had scored a ton of points over the past few games. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mitchell is part of the bench, which is my third thing that stands out. So I, I think I, that counts, right? But um, it, it's just it just wasn't good enough overall, right? Yeah. Bad first quarter put them in the huge hole. They did play better over the course of the game. Uh, on both sides, offensively and defensively, but just wasn't good enough. You can't – one of the things that this team has done over and over again for years is start slow yep. and put themselves in huge, huge holes. This year, they're better at digging themselves out of it because they're a better team overall. But if you want to win, you know, on a playoff push and into the playoffs – you can't give up 45 points in the first quarter. Not you can't give win. up 45 points in any yeah. quarter. Not going to win a lot of games when you're down 20 in the first quarter yeah. of a game. Yes, that's the best quarter to be down by 20, right? Because it gives you the most opportunities to get back in the game. But just straight up, you're not going to win a lot of games when you get down 20 in the first quarter. Uh, as far as the team stats go, 48%, almost 49% for the Mavericks uh, from the field tonight, as opposed to 54, which is surprising, 54 for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, but almost 42% from three uh, for 
the Dallas Mavericks, including a bunch of misses there in the fourth quarter. They were shooting lights out from three early oh, in this game. they were game. killing it. The Kings shot 33% uh, from, from the three-point line, 95% from the free throw line for the Dallas Mavericks, as opposed to about 85% for the Sacramento Kings. The Kings did get out-rebounded in this game only by one, though. Uh, assists, assists were huge, dude. 34 assists for the Dallas Mavericks, only 21 for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Cowan, do you know what the season low is for assists? I know it was 23 at one point. Then I think it went down to 19. So I don't believe, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't believe this is a season low for assists for the Sacramento Kings, but it's definitely, definitely close close to that. Uh, four steals for the Mavericks as opposed to two for the Kings. Kings did have four blocks in this game and 14 turnovers as opposed to only 12 for the Dallas Mavericks. Kings never led in this game, Calvin. Dallas was up by 24 at one point, uh, and they win by eight. Yeah, amazing. They only won by eight. Yeah, it really, really is. It really is. Uh, anything there that really, really stood out to you? I mean, we can go over your keys to the game if you want. Um, but basically, the Kings didn't show up tonight. Uh, it didn't seem like they had a sense of urgency until late in the game when it was it was too late already. It was too late. Um, shout out to Sacktown Pete. I was talking with him a little bit on Twitter in the third quarter. He, he thought it was over. A lot of people thought it was over. I'm like, oh, maybe we still have a little bit of a chance. Pete was right. It was over. It was over. The Sacramento Kings just didn't have enough to pull out of this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just disappointing because this game was getting really, really hyped. Like, you know, you just got home from a huge, long, longest road trip of the season. Uh, this whole vibe going into this game had playoff atmosphere written all over it, right? It's yep. uh, two teams that are very, very close to each other in the standings, both right now uh, on their way to home court playoff series in the first round. Um, and, you know, you had the home crowd behind you. I don't know if it was a sellout or not. I expect it was. And, the you know, they, did, like they didn't get to use that to their advantage because the crowd was taken out of the game right away. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that the, you can't come out and play a little bit better in the beginning. And, yes, Dallas was on fire. Some of those shots maybe don't go in on, on a normal game, but the, the intensity and the uh, awareness defensively in that first quarter was just not there. The communication was bad on all the pick and rolls. Uh, they were very, very late rotating, covering three-point shots, and a lot. Some of them were contested shots, and they went in, and, and that happens. But a lot of open shots as well, and you just cannot have that be your, the way you start a game. Yeah, Alfie Man's got a question for you there in the chat. Does the closeness of each team factor into who plays each other in the playoffs? I'm I'm not really understanding the question. Uh, no, it's not location based, Alfie man. It's it's uh, top four play bottom four. Oh, and they. I thought he was talking like about that. closeness of the teams in the standings. Oh no, no, no. How they're all jumbled. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off. I don't know. I, either way, I'm sorry. I, I do want to explain. I it? didn't understand the question. Just explain how the how playoff seating yeah. works. Yeah. Uh, well, one through eight after the play-in tournament, one plays eight, two plays seven, three plays six, four plays five, and then the second round. I'm gonna make you explain. Are the whole you serious? Thing. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, make man. you explain it all, dude. Winner of the first Not and eight knows Calvin. Winner of the first. I'm boring a lot of people right now. Winner of the first okay. and eight seed plays the uh, winner of the four and five seed. Winner of three and six plays winner of two and seven. Okay, and then so on and so forth. Into okay. The, into the Western Conference Finals. There you have it. Ewe's here. Shout out. Shout out. Um, 
Yeah, that's a good question, Alfie, man, because I, I know a lot of people are confused and things change all the time, I think is the most important thing is things change all the time. I know Calvin wants to bring up and I'm going to bring it up for you some rules that you want to be changed uh, at the end of this season, because, uh, you know, first off, I'll, I'll go first, Calvin. The challenge rule Please, is absolutely ahead. ridiculous. I know I've just talked about this multiple times on the channel. I'm going to talk about it again. It sucks, dude. It sucks. If you win a challenge, you should get another challenge. I don't think there should be a cap on the amount of challenges you get as long as you're winning the challenge. Because if you win the challenge, that shows that the referees were in the wrong. Your coach was in the right. He made the right decision. Why should he be punished? The Kings, what was the challenge in this game? Was that early in the second quarter, I believe, right? Uh, it was or late. I think midway second quarter, maybe like seven minutes or something. Oh yeah, yeah. It was eight. It was like eight fifty one or something like that. Left in the second, they challenge. It was a successful challenge, but hey, you lose your challenge for the rest of the game. Doesn't matter what happens. There's a bullshit play towards the end or or not. Kings can't challenge it because you already use your challenge, even though it was successful. I, I think it's a. The whole thing needs to be reworked. Yeah. The challenge is successful, yet you still, I mean, the Kings have been hit with that twice now where they won the challenge, but they didn't really win the challenge because and they lost a, team either, a team either made stupid. a three-point field goal still as a result of it or the other team, uh, they just moved the foul to another player and you still get to shoot free throws. It, it should really, really be reworked. Uh, and I think the transi- as much as I like the transition and take foul rules, I think those need to be changed as well because if, you're, if it's a close game, you know, two minutes or less in the game, and you're down by less than 10 points, maybe six like the Kings were today, and you've got a full-court press, double-team trap, uh, and then you try to go for the steal, but you don't get it, so you have to foul after that. Well, because you're pressing, because you're doubling and trapping, you're a lot of times going to have player offensive players, on, you know, ahead of the pack, right? I don't think that the, an intentional foul there to put somebody at the free-throw line to extend the game should be awarded as a clear path foul. That's not what the clear path foul was intended to take away. Uh, it was intended to take away fast break dunks, things like that. Not when a team is trying to run out the clock at the end of a game, uh, in a close game when you're, you're trying to extend it by free throws. So I don't like that as, as well either. Yeah. Great point. Great, great point. Minnesota loses tonight. The Pelicans lose tonight. The Clippers lose tonight. But Dallas wins. They're facing the Kings. They're currently in the fourth seed in the Western Conference. Kings are in third. Calvin, I believe, I believe, I'm not a mathematician, uh, but I play one on TV. Um, I believe if Dallas wins the game tomorrow, they leapfrog Sacramento in the standings. Uh, that would appear so. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild. They'd have the tiebreaker, right? So. Pretty, pretty wild. Hopefully. Hopefully that does not happen. Shout out to Rodders. Brian's here. Mr. Angel. Dot is here. Jim is here. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome, welcome in. Uh, if you didn't hear, uh, we turned on channel membership. So if you do want to support the channel, two tiers of membership, $199, $999, different perks. Uh, it's all described on the community page. Uh, and, you know, if you have more questions, feel free to reach out. But we appreciate you all. Please, please join the royal family. And I can see in the chat if you become a member, because and everybody else can too, because you have a really, really cool badge uh, next to your name. All right, Calvin. I honestly... I'm going to tell you straight up, I didn't take a lot of notes on this game. Uh, you saw me at halftime. I was like, this game sucks. Like, th- this it is a ridiculous game. Halftime. I want to change the channel. 
blah, blah, blah. I didn't. I watched the entire game. I, I lived through the roller coaster. They got my hopes up at the end like they always do. Fourth quarter was pretty And then they ripped my heart out again. Um, but, hey, horrible game. Time to move on. You know, I, <laughs> as much as I don't want to sound like Katie did on the television today, it was a long road trip. The Kings are reacclimating back to their home arena. That's why they couldn't make shots. Apparently, the Mavericks are acclimated to Sacramento more than Sacramento is. So, uh, no excuses tonight. Just a bad performance by the Sacramento Kings all around. They didn't play defense. They just let Dallas get everything they wanted. Lots of open threes. Lots of open layups to the basket. Sabonis in foul trouble, I mentioned. It's okay. It happens. You just got to bounce back. You got to get up. Calvin, you fall off the bike. What do you do? Oh, you get back up. You get on the bike again. Yeah, and then you fall off again. And then you get back on the bike. Exactly. You got to keep getting on the bicycle. That is important. Also, shout out to Rasay Fox and the baby Rain courtside tonight at the game. That was pretty cool. I don't think I've ever seen a weak, pretty shocking baby at a basketball game. Wild, 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 wild. All right, Calvin. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Sabonis. Um, because I kind of want to go over some numbers with you. Actually, F that. Let's go to your keys. Um, man, well, number one was win the three-point battle. We all know how that went. Mavericks hit 18 threes. I forget how many they had at halftime. It was a lot. They definitely did not shoot as well in the second uh, half, but lost that battle for sure. Owned the paint. Uh, They did outscore Dallas by 10 in the paint. I think a lot of that was in the second half. Uh, But, you know, they were, what was it? I mean, Dallas hit twice as many threes as Sacramento. So that's a huge deficit to overcome. And then number three was play with pace. Uh, They did have 15 fast fast break points in this game to Dallas's two. But again, if you give up that many threes early and you're down 20 at the end of the first quarter, you have to play pretty much perfectly to, to win the game. And yep. they did make a game out of it, which is incredible to say to at the very least. But they just <laughs> put themselves in too big of a hole early to dig yep. out of. Yeah, and Parallax, quick update on Malik Monk. Uh, he did leave the game. We saw him walk through the tunnel, which is a good sign. According to Coach Mike Brown, he is going through testing right now on his ankle. So uh, hopefully, hopefully he will be okay. Looked a lot worse than I think it might end up being, yeah. given the fat or the way he was walking in the locker room. Probably scared but, him too a little yeah. bit. Sometimes yeah. those injuries they can scare you at first, especially ankles too, right? Like I'm not gonna lie, I got the best ankles in the world. That's probably my best attribute, Calvin. I I say it over and over and over again. But hey, there's moments where I'll land on my ankle kind of weird, and I'll be like, whoa, what is that? What happens? There's a lot of pain, and then, you know, it kind of eases a little bit after that. So ankle injuries can always be scary uh, early on, that's for sure. Uh, did you go over your other two keys? Yeah, I, I covered oh, okay. them all. I was not listening. Okay, let's talk about Domas Sabonas. Sabonas. And what he means for the Sacramento Kings. I reached out to Will Z Stats. Shout out to Will Z. Uh, reach out to him on Twitter. If you do not follow him, he's a great, great resource. But Calvin and I were talking about fouls this game, and we were like, wow, Sabonis picks up a lot of fouls, especially lately. It seems like he's been in foul trouble a lot. A lot of offensive fouls. A lot. Yeah, one thing I noticed is like, wow, he picks up a lot of offensive fouls. A lot of offensive fouls. Calvin, you want to break down the numbers for Sabonis? Pretty funny. 
You know, they put this stat up on TV literally right after we talked about it and tried to look it up and then went to, to Will. Uh, he is leading the NBA in offensive fouls, 43 total. 28% of his turnovers this season come wow. by offensive fouls. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Not good. Also, he is leading the NBA in offensive fouls, which is crazy. Right. Crazy. And I believe, I don't remember the exact number. I think he's fourth or fifth in the NBA in total fouls. Two. Oh, two. two. Sorry. I'm. Jaden McDaniels. Wow. Wow. Leads wow. the NBA in fouls, which I, I don't know if I ever in a million years would have guessed that. He has like 194 fouls this season or something wow. like that. Sabonis has, I think, 189 or so. I don't know if that's including tonight's game or not. But Sabonis is number one. Yeah. Yeah. We are number one. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. So, Calvin, I mean, I feel like you need to first identify the problem. Once the problem is identified, you work on solutions to try and fix the problem. So, I got to ask you, what can Sabonis do to A, pick up less fouls, to pick up less offensive fouls specifically? Well, I mean, that's a hard question to answer. I, I think Sass makes a good point. Uh, you definitely do uh, go into a game when you're playing Domas, knowing how physical he is on the boards and all that, to probably throw your body a little around, uh, around a little bit and flop. Absolutely. I would say that that happens probably in NBA, every NBA game, not just against Sabonis. But the the one things that I do notice are you know, some things you can't really control when it comes to fouls and officiating. I mean, a block, a charge is very much often a judgment call in real time. But I do notice when he goes in for offensive rebounds a lot, he does the, you know, hand put your hands on the player's back yep. sort of a thing. Yep. That gets called every single time. He does play physical. That's his game. And I do think that pl other teams are playing so physical on him to counteract that that it's probably getting in his head a little bit. I mean, how could it not, right? You're frustrated with the lack of fouls that you you don't have yep. or you don't get called. Uh, and so that, you know, in turn makes you say, all right, I'm going to be even more aggressive. Yep. And that can work against you sometimes. Sometimes. Um, but it's those little those little – tic-tac fouls, that's the kind of stuff that you really want to see removed, right? Like, you just can't, no matter who it is, you can't go in looking for an offensive rebound and put two hands on somebody's back. That, that gets called every single time. And he does that. It doesn't happen all the time, but he does it, I, I see it pretty fairly frequently. So yep. it, it's a really tough thing. Sometimes you get, you just get screwed, like Jim says here, and then it gets in your head. Uh, and sometimes, you know, you make not poor decisions, but just unfortunate decisions in the, in the moment. So it, it's been a very up and down thing for him all season. Love you, Jim. Very, very up and down thing for him all season when it comes to fouls, right? We yeah. saw a ton of it early on in the season. And then towards the mid of, middle of it, it's definitely, uh, I think I was calmed down a little. And now over the past few maybe weeks, it's been worse. Yeah, or the number two, of fouls that he's been getting so, yeah. overall. The other thing, which everybody has already alluded to, and it's an absolute valid point, is they don't have anything behind him. So they rely so heavily on him. He, the usage, the ball is in his hands all the time. Uh, he's really the only guy that they can count on consistently for rebounding inside. So all of that is going to add to the fact that he's in 
the position to potentially pick up a foul more often. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with all those. I mean, for me, on the offensive end, there's three different situations. One is, like you said, when he goes up for a rebound, he's got the hands on the back of the defender, which you're right, they're going to call every time. Two is when he's going up at the basket, he always tries to create some extra space with his other arm, his off arm, whether that's pushing the player away or not. That doesn't normally get called until you fully extend, right? But if you're making contact with above the shoulder, stuff like that, it does get called. And then the third thing that I've noticed that Domas has been picking up offensive fouls on, like you saw tonight, whether it's a flop or not, it was called a foul, is in a moving screen or he sets the pick and the roller go, I'm sorry, the, the ball handler goes a little bit early while he's still getting in space. Yeah, so, you see a lot of that with dribble handoff too, right? Yeah. Because it's not a traditional pick and roll where you come and you get set as a screen. There's a lot of motion coming around and you have the ball as well. You're also moving a lot because you're handing the ball off yep. and making a cut kind or of something a like code, that. Right? A little bit. So you can def- definitely get yourself in trouble that way too. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, everyone in the chat's talking about the defensive end, right, where he gets beat or, or players get beat on the perimeter. Sabonis is the only guy left to challenge guys at the rim. Uh, I thought that he's been a, a pretty good at that. He's stayed pretty vertical. Yes, there have been moments uh, where he hasn't, and he has picked up a lot of fouls. But I think if you just clean up the offensive fouls, I think he is totally okay on the defensive end of the floor. Any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I would say so. And, I mean, look, a lot of a lot of the fact that he's in those positions to clean up stuff on defense is because they get beat on the perimeter or they get lost in the pick and roll. Uh, and he's, you know, the defensive anchor behind that. So he has to challenge a lot of shots because a lot of times the Kings perimeter defense is not good. It's kind of like the position Rudy Gobert was in in Utah where their perimeter defense was terrible, but he's, you know, much taller and has a huge wingspan. So he gets a lot more block shots in those moments than Sabonis will. Well, we got our first, uh, first friend here up on stage. On Twitter Spaces, we got Tanvir here in the house. What up, Tanvir? Shout out to you, buddy. Tanvir. I cannot hear you. Hello, Tanvir. You're on live. Oh, I think he just got booted. So we'll have to go back to Tanvir. Apologize for that, guys. The technical difficulties. Uh, But, Calvin, while we're waiting for Tanvir to come on back up here, let's talk a little bit about De'Aaron Fox. Um, I mean, you mentioned it during the game. This is one of his best offensive game or defensive games of the year, especially in the fourth quarter. I love the the defense. So nice. He was playing on Kyrie Irving. That block that he had was perfect. Uh, What are you seeing by De'Aaron differently on the defensive end of the floor? And why do you think he doesn't or just can't do it regularly? Is it conserving energy for the offensive end of the floor? Because, it's no secret. Everybody in the league knows De'Aaron Fox gets the ball in the fourth quarter for the Sacramento Kings. So is it a conservation of energy? What are your thoughts there? Um, well, no, I think it's the opposite of that. In order to be a great defender, you have to expend a ton of energy. A ton of it. it really, to be a great defender, 
you have to work so hard, especially at the NBA level, because these guys are just phenomenal on offense. The, the moves that they're able to make, uh, but the overall ability to make shots by NBA players, quick release, contested shots, uh, three-point shots. It, it's absolutely dumbfounding how good guys shoot in this league. So in order to be a great defender, you have to work incredibly, incredibly hard. Yep. And he does that on a more consistent basis now. I, I just think that he takes, and maybe it, you know, winning has a lot to do with that, right? Like you get invigorated by that, seeing that you actually have a good team now or you you play for on a winning team. Um, I think that goes a long way, but it, it's him having the, the mental aptitude and, and attitude to come in every night and say, I'm going to start stopping guys. Yeah. And, you know, you would just, you wish that the whole team kind of had that mentality from the whole game for, for the course of a whole game. It's not going to look like that over the course of 48 minutes, but if you're out there giving the effort, like in the first quarter, they just didn't, they didn't have the effort whatsoever. Fourth quarter was great. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency is the key, right? Yeah. That is the key with this team, something that we've been uh, hollering about for years, right, is this team needs to be more consistent. Yes, they are more consistent this year than they have been in years in the past, but there's always always ways to improve that. All right, Calvin, I think we got Tanvir back here up on stage. Tanvir, are you there? Yes, I'm right here, guys. All right. Shout out to Tanvir. How are you feeling, yeah, man? Kings lost, and I actually don't feel that bad. I don't feel that bad either. It's still like the beam, regardless, bro. Still like <laughs> the beam, regardless. <laughs> like the beam, I like it. I saw you throwing up a ton of emojis when we started talking about De'Aaron Fox and his defense tonight. Tell me yes. about it. Yes, yes, it was really good. He he did what he could, man. De'Aaron was doing his thing out there. Hell yeah! And also, he's off. He's an all-star reserve, so he's an all-star. So, Star Fox is official. Star Fox, that's we right. We didn't even mention that yet, Tanvir. You're giving away way too much information here on the Twitter space. I don't think everybody in the chat knows that De'Aaron was selected yet because we have not announced it. Oops. <laughs> I pulled a De'Aaron Fox today. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, give me your overall take on the game tonight, Tanvir. I don't want to dwell on this game too much, but I just want to hear, you yeah, know, yeah. your overall thoughts on on what happened tonight. Yeah, man. Just like you guys said, man, the defense was just was just bad. You don't win that many games, man, when you give up 50 points at all. At all. Yeah. Yeah, they gave up a ton of points in the first quarter. They just 74 stop, in the first half. Couldn't stop uh, anybody in this yeah. game. Did and, you hear when we were talking about Sabonis and picking up fouls and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. What do you think about that? 100%, I agree with you guys. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's he's so amazing when he's on the court that the reason we talk about stuff like this is we want him on the court more. And when you pick up fouls, you're not available, whether it's coach taking him out early and putting him on the bench or him fouling out like he did tonight. So uh, definitely needs to find up, find some ways to clean up fouls on the offensive end of the floor. I, I I think that that is, would, would really, really help Domas. I agree, man. 100%. So what do you think the Kings need to do tomorrow to bounce back after this loss. Play defense, man. What can I say? 
play defense, and that's about it, man. Play defense. Stick on your man. Don't give up <laughs> 70 points again. No, I mean, I couldn't agree more. Well, they just have to play more consistent defense, right? Uh, I mean, they exactly. the second half, they gave up, what, 48 points? No, 50? What? What's 74? Around there. 48 points, Somewhere right? around there. Yeah. Yeah? 48 points and a half given up is fantastic. That's not bad at all. Absolutely, especially in today's day and age. Yeah? Totally yeah. fantastic. So, yeah, they definitely have to give – Here's uh, the just problem. a better effort for the, is there's two start halves. Of the first game. Exactly. To start the game out. Yeah. Absolutely. And they got to guard the three-point line better. Gotta oh, yeah. The three point line yeah. You cannot leave players open. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I think that's really, really important, Tamver. All right, buddy. Before we uh, let you go here, can you give me a prediction for tomorrow's game? Hopefully we win. <laughs> that's Hopefully. not a prediction. Come on, man. <laughs> We're going to win tomorrow. Hell yeah. Is Luca going to play? Not sure. Still says he's out, but okay. we'll see. I like it. I don't think we'll know until game time. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably. We won't know until tomorrow for a game. Yeah, I think so. Well, Tanvir, appreciate you joining us for the show. Hang out on Twitter spaces. We'll definitely hang out a little bit after the stream as well. Hell yeah. Make sure everyone you subscribe to the channel and hit the like button. Hell yeah. I like it. Thanks, Tanvir. Appreciate you as always, buddy. Yep. Love. Talk to you soon. All right, dude. I love hearing from Tanvir. And, hey, if any of you guys want to have your voice heard, come up on stage on Twitter Spaces. Just follow us, Royal underscore Rebounds. It's right in the bottom of the screen right now, Calvin. Check out that timing. Uh, Just follow us. Click on our profile picture. Join the space. And uh, you can request to come up on stage and have your voice heard. Also, I saw somebody in the chat. I believe it was Jim liking this uh, this hoodie here. It is camo, so I'm glad you are able to see it. Uh, but this is some of just a little bit of the new merch that just came out on RoyalRebounds.com. Check out the new merch. It feels pretty fresh, Calvin. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's it a looked, really nice hoodie. I think it would it's look a, good a with really, a Kings really nice jersey hoodie. over it. Yeah. I think without, it's going to keep me nice and warm. It's legit. It is definitely a lead legit hoodie. Uh, FJ says, or FG says, the Kings are back. Are they, though? I mean, Kings I, would not be in the third seed. This this team still has not lost three games in a row since November 28th. Yeah, yeah. They would not be in the third seed. I, I just, yeah. All right. Um, I want to bring Bryce up on stage, talk to him for a second. And then, Calvin, I, I think I saw someone ask a question about the buyout market. Uh, any thoughts on that? I, there's definitely potential out there. I mean, you you have to wait to see who gets bought out, right? It's officially it's all, open, right? It's all rumors right now. I believe you can buy somebody out like right John now. Wall, I don't know the official. I think John Wall got bought out. That. You know that? Uh, yeah. Or... or I don't know if it's I don't official. know if anybody's yeah. actually been bought out yeah. yet. That but is, they're, they're that is t- very true. There is a list of highly likely candidates. Let me let me look this up. Um, I do know that when you are bought out, I think it's twenty four hours, maybe forty eight hours, where other teams have a chance to like put in a waiver on you, and if they do that, then they pay the rest of your salary for the season. Yeah. If they don't, then you're free to sign with any team. Uh, 
I remember like back in the day, Chauncey Billups, when he got bought out and he's like, nobody's, nobody picked me up. Then the Clippers picked him up and he, and he actually liked it there. So, uh, I, I will, I will do some quick research here. Uh, but let's, let's hear from Bryce. You want to hear from Bryce? Of course I do. Bryce, what up? Welcome to the stage. Hey guys. How are you doing? All right, man. How are you? I've been better. You know, I'm a little sick and the Kings lost, so it made me feel a little worse. Oh, you got the double whammy. So my, I was going to ask you if you were at the game, but I guess you were not then. No, I, uh, but I don't have COVID, so that's good. Oh, that is good. Well, I hope you get better soon. Um, <laughs> Thank man, you. tell me, you know, give me your thoughts on the game overall, other than you're not feeling good about it. <laughs> I think it was a fluke. I think Dallas is not that good of a shooting team especially with those no-names coming in off the bench and just knocking down three after three. I feel like the Kings can handle business tomorrow. Yeah, I think the chances of them bouncing back and getting off to a better start are, are definitely good, right? Um, and, and that was really the difference in this game, down 20 and giving up 45 in the first quarter. Uh, they still had a shot to win at the end there. It, it's going to be interesting to see if Luka plays or not tomorrow, right? Like, Give me your first opinions on how that'll change it if Luke ends up playing. Ah, uh, that's tough because was he missed four games in a row? I think Luca has. So Something you like can't that. expect him to be rusty. He probably won't be rusty, but I think that Luca and Kyrie have never played together. So I feel like it's going to take some time for them to adjust to each other. So I don't know how that it could either go really well or really bad the first game. In my opinion, yeah, yeah, and I'm hoping it goes really bad. <laughs> Do you have any? Uh, you know, we talked so much about the Kings leading up to the trade deadline. What moves they were going to make, if any? Who we wanted them to get? Trade oh. deadline has come and passed. Uh, they really made basically no moves. Uh, you know, Kessler Edwards is one deal, but I don't know how meaningful that's going to be going forward. Is there anybody you know who? you've heard potentially about uh, getting bought out that you would want the Kings to go after now that we're, we've moved on to the buyout market? Yeah, so I heard something that the Kings haven't been able to get anybody off the buyout market because nobody wanted to come to Sacramento before they were good this year. So I'm hoping maybe like a Danny Green just for some veteran experience, playoff experience could maybe come here. I don't think – because I've heard rumors that Westbrook's going to get bought out, but I don't know how I'd feel about him coming here. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that. I don't think I would like it, but I, I would just it's, like some veteran experience like Danny Green or yeah, I get just it. something like that. I get it. And, and just real quick to answer somebody's question here in the chat, the buyout market officially starts after uh, the trade deadline is expired. So we are in the buyout market. A player is bought out, and then they go through a 48-hour waiver process before they can sign with any team they want. So uh, that is official. Um, I Calvin and I talked about this. I, I'm high on John Wall. I think that John Wall would be okay. a better fit for the Kings um, just because I feel like he kind of is – I feel like he'd be easier to know his place on this team as opposed to a guy like Russell Westbrook. I think both of them em emulate a little bit what De'Aaron Fox does, which I like in terms of playing the similar playing style no matter who's on the court and who's not. Um, what do you think about Westbrook, Calvin? Um, 
Well, let me f- first start by saying I, I wouldn't want the Kings to use a roster spot on another point guard. Um, Reggie Jackson, Westbrook, John Wall, all those guys are interesting for different reasons. Uh, but I would much rather them look for wings and big men in the buyout market and use the roster spaces that way. If it comes down to Wall and Westbrook, I, I understand that Westbrook would definitely be um, a maybe a bit bigger of a risk. They're both vets. Westbrook maybe a little bit more playoff experience. Yeah. Um, and my this is my one thing about Russell Westbrook. The guy clearly holds grudges, right? So yeah. you, you could potentially go to him and say, look, man, do you really want to get back at the Lakers? This is your opportunity. Come to Sacramento, play off the bench with us, just do it for the rest of this season and see what we can do. I realize that's a huge, huge ask. You don't think he has a grudge against the Kings? I'm not advocating for them to sign Ice Westbrook. Ice cold player of the game? I just, I'm worried about John Wall. I don't really know how healthy he's going to be, how available he is. You know, the idea of him being a mentor to guys like De'Aaron Fox and Davion, I think Della Vadova already is that sort of guy, even though he's not the same style of player. Um, so I, I'm not really personally high on either one of those guys. But that would just be my devil's advocate to why it would make maybe more sense um, than, than John Wall. I, I just worry about John Wall's health and, and his availability down the stretch. What do you think, Bryce? I think uh, I used to be a huge believer in Westbrook, but just the last couple of years, his finishing at the rim has gone down, his shooting has gone down, three points, three-point attempts trash I, mean, I I like John Wall I think he would maybe fit better but I get Calvin's point and Westbrook getting back at the Lakers play hard he could actually he could fit but John Wall I think would fit better because he's more of a playmaker I mean you're talking about the NBA's all-time leader in triple doubles in Westbrook I, I think he's probably more of a playmaker than anything else at this point in his career yeah, I mean, Calvin, we all agree that Russell Westbrook is a better player than John Wall. That's that's not really what I'm saying. Right either. now, like, we all agree that. It's just yeah, yeah. fit, it's temperament, it's personality. I, I'm going to throw a wild one out here, and maybe people will love me for this. Maybe people will hate me for it. But uh, why not bring Wall and Cousins off the bench for the Kings? Cousins is similar to Sabonis. Wall is similar to Fox. They have the connect, uh, the Kentucky connection. Why not? Why not try it out? What do you think about that, Bryce? I don't think Bryce likes uh, that. What you, do you think, Calvin? Your head, his head exploded with that one. <laughs> Too much Kentucky for one person to handle. Um, I mean, look, I've already said what I think about DeMarcus Cousins. It's a good story, all of this stuff. Yes, he has some similarity to Sabonis on offense uh, in terms of how he plays. He he is a playmaker. He can shoot from the outside. He would keep the floor open, all of that stuff. But I'm with Edward here. I think he's way too big of a headache. I don't know (laughs) what he's going to look like. He hasn't played in a long time. He's had a huge run of terrible, terrible injuries uh, I, you know, he was, I thought, a really good fit in Denver last year as Jokic's backup, and they didn't want him either. And now they have DeAndre Jordan, who is way worse than DeMarcus Cousins. I think it just goes to show 
this guy never can could have fixed his attitude in a million years, and you don't want that attitude in this locker room right now. I mean, I, I say one thing about DeMarcus Cousins, and I break Twitter. <laughs> but I think Bryce is back now. Bryce, can you hear me? Yeah, someone tried calling me, on, and I'm on my phone. so it's What an asshole. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. I was like, hello? Can anybody hear me? Together. <laughs> <laughs> they so, want to play um, Rocket League. <laughs> I mentioned DeMarcus Cousins, similar to Sabonis in that he's a playmaker. He can do some of the similar things. John Wall, similar to De'Aaron Fox. Maybe bring both of these guys onto the roster. It doesn't really – you don't really have to give up much to get these guys. I know roster spaces are important. But uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I would clearly rather have Cousins than Alex Len on the roster. I don't know. I mean, I think that's a, that's a given. Um, but yeah. I think that DeMarcus Cousins' ship has sailed with the King. I, I don't see him – coming back and everything being all right. I can see that too. I you know what I mean? <clears throat> but I always loved Cousins. I, I loved watching him play. He's just not the same player. He doesn't have the balance he used to have. He doesn't have the, like, the quickness off the dribble to get to the rim or anything like that. Uh, that's why nobody else has given him really a shot this last year. Is there a but guy that you really like in the buyout market that you feel the Kings should go after? You got to give me a rundown on the buyout market. I haven't, I haven't really been keeping up with the buyout market other than John Wall, Westbrook, Danny Green. Uh, well, that's give me a couple it's just names. like you know trying to guess what <laughs> trades are happening. No, it's it's all a guess at this point. You can <clears throat> that's true. make some pretty educated guesses as to who will be bought out, but you don't really know. I've even heard Seth Curry might get bought out in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's what I heard. Totally tanking. Yeah, Pat Beverly. I- you got Kevin Love as a potential, Danny Green, Reggie Jackson. These are all names according to CBS. Russell Westbrook. Um, I mean, definitely some some serviceable players on here. John Wall, Will Barton. Will Barton, yeah, I forgot Sergi about him. Baca. Serge Ibaka. Oh, yeah. There's some talent. What I, before my friend called me and I got disrupted, I was saying I would rather have John Wall than Westbrook, only because Westbrook, yeah, he's so erratic now. He turns the ball over, misses layups, not as good field goal percentage as he used to have. And John Wall, I think he would fit better with the Kings. Quick, like Fox, have someone else quick off the bench. Play makes very well. Doesn't turn the ball over as much as Westbrook. And I don't think the Kings can afford turning the ball over that much considering where they're at right now. And I think they need to keep going, and if they keep turning the ball over and they're, and they're not good on defense, then it's just going to be a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue with either of those points. No, I, I can't either. Calvin, is there a guy that you really want the Kings <laughs> to target in the buyout market? Um, I mean, Serge Ibaka is a name that I think is really interesting. Um, I did see somebody mention, you know, how healthy is he? He had back surgery, right? Um, So I I don't really know the answer to that question. But in terms of, you know, what the Kings need, somebody that we just talked about could maybe come in and hold the four down a little bit for Sabonis, a guy that's been known as a really, really good rim protector in his heyday, can also shoot from the outside, 
I like that as an option, depending on how, uh, you know, how healthy he really is. Will Barton is definitely a name that I think kind of piques my interest also. Yeah, I, I don't I love think Will he's Barton. known as much of a defender, but he's a guy that is a wing, which I like for this team for depth. Uh, you know, Terrence Davis in and out of the lineup. Will Barton in the past, he's kind of been stashed away on the bench this year. Uh, he can really score. So I think that's an idea, but I, I would stay away from the, some of these point guard names that are out there, like John Wall and and Russell Westbrook. I, I think that they need to focus on other pieces if they're, they become available. And that's, of course, you know, it's a bidding war, right? Like, uh, who was it here? Somebody said all all of these guys the Suns are going to have first pick on. That's probably true. Like you know, the super teams, that's what the buyout market does. They they go to these ready to win now teams, uh, and then the other teams get kind of the whatever's left of the litter. So it, we'll see what happens for the Kings. Yeah, it says uh, Ibaka. Habaka played 16 games for the Bucks and last played on January 1st. Uh, and the team and Ibaka agreed to part ways later that week. So I haven't really heard much on Ibaka the past month or so. Um, well, he was traded to Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. And but, th- they're probably going to buy him out. But if you're, like, if you're, if you're the Bucks, you're probably feeling like you have a pretty good chance at winning the title this year. Ibaka's got oh, yeah. a lot of experience. They liked him. Obviously, they re-signed him in the offseason. They gave him a no-trade clause, so he actually had to approve the trade for it to even happen. Um, so there, there's got to be a reason that they moved off of Ibaka, whether it's he's currently injured, they feel like maybe they couldn't trust uh, his health throughout the rest of the season after what happened last year in the playoffs with like Chris Middleton, stuff like that. Uh, but they, they definitely took a swing for the fences here, picking up a guy in Jay Crowder, who sat out basically the whole season um, for a guy that is injury prone. I, I don't want to say injury prone, but has been injured lately in Ibaka. I like Ibaka a lot, but of course the best ability is availability. If you're not healthy to be on the court, there's no point in the Kings e- even going after you. How old is Ibaka now? Oh man, good question. Yeah, he's got to be like 36. Bryce is killing us with the questions today. Um, I think, no, I think he's younger than that, Calvin. Really? I thought he was like 31 or something. Calvin's going to be 45. I, I was going to say he's at least 36, 37. He's younger than Durant. He I feels know that. like he's been around a very long time. A long time. I remember he's, him on the Thunder back in like 2012, 2010, whatever that was. Wow, he's only 33. 33. Wow. I, I yeah, wouldn't guess that. Well, yeah, because I know he's up. younger than Durant. Um, and he hasn't seen much. much playing time. That's crazy. I'm pretty sure he's a year younger. Because isn't Durant September 18th of 84? I know, but I think he's September 18th. Uh, I don't know what his exact birthday is. but <clears throat> That's crazy. Another quick question I had. If yep. you guys don't mind. Shoot. How, so the Kings had, what, 11 or 13 second round picks and they we know at least i believe i know the kings don't value their second round picks why don't why didn't they just throw because matisse seibel was traded for two second round picks just throw three second round picks at him we don't value our second round picks we we haven't for the last 20 years like why didn't we just throw three second round picks for seibel he'll help us in the playoffs he'll 
Like he can lock, he's a lockdown defender like Davion Mitchell. I I totally agree with you that I would have wanted them to get Matisse Seibel. I think it's at this point you don't know what conversations were had between Monty McNair and any other GM, right? At least I don't. That's I haven't true. seen uh, they did not offer this for these guys or they they tried to offer one second round pick instead of two. You just don't know what the conversations were like. Uh, I, yeah. I would say at this point, given Monty McNair's track record, I still, you know, have faith in him that he did. Oh, me too. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything that he could to try to get the right deal done. It just didn't happen for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, you, you saw a ton of, to your point, second round picks traded yesterday. I mean, what the Warriors traded five, yeah, second yeah round that was a little much. Fourteen deal that might not happen for Gary Payton. Yep, um, there were a lot of second round picks flying around there, and uh, the Kings definitely had a lot of them to use. So I think it is a very valid point to bring up. You just don't know what conversations were actually had. Yeah, thank you, Dennis, for yeah. throwing up Kevin Durant's birthday in the chat. Appreciate that. Uh, I mean, for sense. me, Bryce, it's like I I kind of feel like the Kings saw the writing on the wall after the like a couple trades happened, right? The Lakers, they're uh-huh. an aging team, but they got better. The Suns, they're an aging team, but they got better. Maybe now is not the right time for the Kings to go all in. Maybe it's not. Yeah. I, I think they're that Monty, you know, he's got a lot of experience of being in Houston, right? That Houston team was an incredible team. Every year they were taking an, another big hit, bringing in a free agent or making a big trade to make that team a great basketball team. And every single year they came up against one of the best teams in all time in the Golden State Warriors. So I'm wondering if maybe he's taking some of that past experience now and he's like, I need to align my window for this Kings team to not be at the same time as the Phoenix Suns window with Kevin Durant, to not be the same time as the Lakers window with LeBron and AD, to not be at the same time as this aging Golden State Warriors team. So, I mean, I would have happily traded a couple second-round picks for some of these players. I would have loved to bring in Gary Payton, Matisse Thibel, like any of these defensive juggernauts I would love to have. But I'm just thinking from Monty's perspective – I think he's been through this before, and I think that he kind of understands that this team is ahead of schedule. They're not competing for a championship this year, and let's sit back. Let's keep holding our assets. Let's save our cap flexibility and all that good stuff, see what happens with these other aging teams, and and then strike when our time is right. Yeah, that's a solid point. And I also want to go off on that and say I think that he wanted – just the the king's top six players and everybody on the roster to get the experience and go through everything together and build chemistry through even if they lose in the first round i don't want to jinx it but i hope they make the playoffs even if they lose in the first round they they know how it feels together as a wholesome as a group and then they can build off that yeah Definitely. And, and there's so many players on this team that that are young, that want playoff mm-hmm. experience, that want just minutes on the court for the Sacramento Kings. And, you know, one thing that I tweeted out yesterday after the trade down deadline was over and every Kings fan, it felt like every Kings fan on Twitter was freaking out, was pissed because all the other teams in the West got better, but the Sacramento Kings did not. They did not make a big move. Well, the way I see it, the Kings have the Amen. best chemistry in the West. 
They didn't make a big deal. I, I expect the Kings to win a lot of games in the next month while some of these other teams are integrating in new players. Now, I know you didn't see that tonight with the Dallas Mavericks and what's happening with, with Luka <laughs> missing they got lucky. and Kyrie taking over, but I honestly think you'll see over the next month or so a lot of growing pains between some of these teams that did make big acquisitions, and I don't think the Kings will have those. I agree. And hot take, but I – I don't see how the Suns got significantly better. I know that's a very hot take, but you're giving up Mikel Bridges, awesome defender, two-way player. Cam Johnson, awesome defender, awesome three-point shooter. All those draft picks. Who's on, like, who's, only if they're starting five plays 40 minutes a night, that's the only reason they're going to be good. Their bench is atrocious in my opinion like who's coming off their bench damian lee uh tory craig shame it's injury prone he played i don't uh, how many games has he played this year like 15 i think he's played more than that but i i get your point but like i don't like who else do they have coming off their bench tj they also got tj warren in that deal um they they might start right has been up and down for them um they're clearly all in, right? Like the picks, if you get Kevin Durant uh, and you have Devin Booker and DeAndre Hayden locked up already, I don't care about first round picks. Yeah, Bell they can or, get buyouts and all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. They well, can, they yeah, can I'm get talking a- about guys who are still, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, that'll be there for a minute. Going to be there and enter oh, the yeah. times of their career or, you know, just barely leaving them. Chris Paul is a great point guard to have for that team, right? But he's, you know, kind of an afterthought at this point in his career. Yeah, compared yeah to exactly. Team. What do you think yeah, about I that team? That. I think they're scary as hell. They're really definitely do? scary. I, I, am, I am worried a little bit about their depth overall. And, you know, Devin Booker has been hurt a bunch this year. Um you know, Durant has missed a lot of games, obviously, in the last three years Paul. or so. Chris Paul has been hurt a lot in his career. So they are definitely going to be, just like any team would be, uh, significantly weakened if one of those guys were to suffer, you know, a severe injury going yeah. into the playoffs. But if, if they walk in with that starting lineup, who's to say that they're not the favorite in the Western Conference? Bryce, do you... They would have to play a lot of minutes. Yeah, sorry. Do you think that this officially makes Kevin Durant the biggest ring chaser in the NBA? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, that's a tough question. Um, yeah. How, how old is he now? Like 32, 34. right? 34, yeah. He's definitely chasing rings at this point. He's definitely chasing rings at this point. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, for a guy that that is one of the best players in the NBA, like, I mean, you could say, oh, LeBron went to Cleveland, he went to Miami, he went to the Lakers, but I feel like every time he went to a team, the team wasn't that good. He made the team good, right? Durant has gone to a good team every single time, and for a guy that's one of the best, I think at a point he was the best player in the NBA, I mean, it just it feels weird. Yeah, I don't know. I and mean, he's only one with the Warriors, the best team of all time. 
Robert Ory's been chasing rings long before ring chasing Robert was even Ory a phrase. He was not <laughs> one of the best players in the NBA, Calvin. You're right. He was not. And that's why Kevin Durant is going to be called the biggest ring chaser of all time. But, look, I don't know. I mean, you call, call him what you want to call him. He's been very lucky to play for some really, really good teams. He's still a great player in my mind. Yeah. He didn't I sign think he with the Suns. Well he got traded game. there. He demanded a trade to Phoenix. Okay. Phoenix, it didn't have to work, though. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I get every, what everyone's narrative is on Kevin Durant. I just, I, I love to watch him, the guy play. I think so he's a bewitch. He can be a ring chaser if you want to call him that. There's probably a lot of players that are ring chasers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Bryce, did. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, we got to get going here um, and wrap up a couple other things, but I would like to hear from you if you have any predictions for tomorrow's game. Tomorrow's game. Luca plays. We win by eight points. Luca doesn't play. We win by 18. I like it. I like it. All right, Bryce, we appreciate you for hanging out. Uh, we'll be on Twitter Spaces after the show, so if you'd like to hang around a little bit more, uh, we'd love to see you, and uh, hopefully we'll see you tomorrow as well. Yeah, sweet. I'll tune into the YouTube channel right now, and then I'll stick around after. Sounds good, Thanks, buddy. Bryce. Appreciate you. Take care. All right, I see Nick wants to request up on stage. Nick, we'll get to you here in a second. A couple more things to go over uh calvin you want to announce uh our second our second sacramento all-star yep first time in 19 years De'Aaron wow. fox officially makes the all-star team as an injury replacement so congratulations two. to mr fox not one we got star fox all-stars two all-stars i I can tell this took a load off of De'Aaron Fox. Like, I know everyone's like, oh, I don't care about all-star game. I just care about winning championships. If I never make an all-star game, but we win a championship, I'll be the happiest person in the world. No shit. Everyone wants to win a championship. Definitely. But you know having that on his checklist, make an all-star team, was definitely there. And I think it feels great for him to check that box off. And I also think that kind of what we've been talking about over the past few weeks, shout-out to Fred Dixon. Fred, I didn't see you there in the chat. Hopefully you're doing much, much better. Um, but uh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, everybody would love to win a championship. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And not yeah, yeah. the All-Star team. Um, but I think we've seen it over and over again that the first All-Star is the hardest to get. But once you're like your name's already in the hat, then you get drawn more often. I think that happened with Sabonis. Yeah, look at Paul George. Yeah, I think that happened with Sabonis. Not a knock on Sabonis at all, but I'm just saying, once he was an all-star already, he's already in people's minds as an all-star. I think that we're going to see that over the next couple years. De'Aaron Fox, all-star De'Aaron Fox, or Star Fox, as people are calling him. Uh, Will, I think he'll be a repeat all-star next year, just because of the fact that he was there this year. Yeah, I, man, it's... It's just tough. Like, you look at the Western Conference and how many great guards there are, uh, yeah. you know, and how young they are, too. Like, Luca was a starter this year. Dude's 23. He's probably going to make the all-star team for a few more years. SGA, 
also very young, probably going to make the all-star team for Kyrie's a lot more time. Kyrie is now in there as well. John Morant, very young, probably going to make the all-star team, assuming he doesn't get arrested or something like I that. I forgot about on. all but these guys. It's it's just such difficult competition. Booker as well. I mean, the, the guard spots fill up really, really fast. Damian Lillard and Steph Curry are on, you know, towards the or closer to the end of their careers in the beginning. Yeah. But how many good years do they have left? I don't know. They'll probably be in the running for All Star as well for the next few years. So yeah, it's going to be very, very tough. But and the one thing that Fox has against him is playing in Sacramento. They don't get nationally TV televised games. They don't get seen as it's much. It's going to change a little bit. It'll change a little, but will it yeah. change enough? Right? Like yeah, that's a good point. You know, Morgan Reagan said Fox should be an All Star starter next year. If I'm being completely honest. Fox probably has to average over 30 points and over 10 assists a game to be even considered to get enough votes to be an all I still don't think he would get enough votes to be a starter if he yeah. averaged 32 and 12 a game. All right. Well, we know De'Aaron watches the show, so do you want to give him a, a speech of what he needs to accomplish next year to be a starter? <laughs> yeah, average 35 points. Don't look 12. at me. Look at him. De'Aaron, you got to average 35 points, 12 assists per game, and the Kings have to be the one seed in the Western Conference. Okay. Going into the you got a three-point percentage he needs to hit, a field goal percentage. If, if he averages those numbers, forget his three-point percentage. <laughs> he could a- average zero percent from three-point. Oh, man. Fred, good to hear. Uh, keep fighting, bro. Keep fighting, Fred. You know we're, we're praying for you over here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the defense, and, and too. And look, I say that I think everybody knows this, but I say that not because I don't think Fox is a good enough player. Just you have it's fan vote, right? To be yeah. a starter, in order to overcome, 50%. well, but it's still overwhelming, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still have to vote in order to become to replace one of those guys, the Lucas, the Stephs of the world, Damian Lillard, yeah. all this stuff. You, you have to put up insane numbers for people to actually think, oh no, I'm voting for De'Aaron Fox over Steph Curry. So thirty and twelve. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Okay, all right, it's gonna happen. I hope it does because the, the Kings it into existence. The Kings will be very good if he averages 30, 30 and 12. Man, Kings in the first first <laughs> spot in the West would be incredible. Uh, I mean, you guys all saw all the trades in the deadline. A lot of teams in the West got better. They really, really did. But, but players got to be healthy. Chemistry matters. As we saw what happened in Brooklyn, right? It does. Many people had Brooklyn as... The best team in the NBA. Oh, we got Kyrie. We got KD. We got James Harden cooking up in the kitchen. The only thing he was cooking was a, a way to get out. They bring in Ben Simmons. Everyone's like, oh, my God, this team is incredible. They're going to win the East this year. I mean, they had a good stretch of games, but chemistry matters. Players being happy matters. All that all that good stuff. I don't see any of those problems. And I'm going to knock on some wood, but I don't see any of those problems in Sacramento right now. So, uh, I'm feeling pretty positive. Um, I, I think that the Kings will get better. Like I said, over and over and over again, the Kings are last year's Memphis Grizzlies. They're overachieving right now, but I do expect them to get better next year. I think that's totally a fair assessment. And I the front office clearly thinks that too. Uh, Monty said, uh, I don't know if it when it, exactly it was, but very recently that he looked back to, you know, heading into the trade deadline, he looked back to that game where Kevin Herter hit the game-winning three against Denver Yeah, uh, to win 127-126, I think. 
And he said at that moment, he felt like the core group of guys they had on this team was special and that they weren't going to do too much to mess with that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you think De'Aaron Fox is well-deserving of being an all-star this year, hit the like button. I would love to see how many of you think that De'Aaron Fox belongs in the all-star game because I am definitely one of those people. Calvin, do you think we're going to see any – kings in other events i mean we got sabonis and fox in the all-star game we got uh keegan is in the rising stars challenge tell me about the dunk contest tell me about the skills challenge and tell me about the three-point competition well i don't think you're going to see anybody in the dunk contest i haven't heard anyone even consider that i did hear that um jericho sims backup center for the knicks announced that he was going to be in it. I know Shane Sharp I hate centers is in it. Uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. is in it. Uh, in all fairness, this guy might be the most athletic backup or center in the league. Uh, he's got an insane vertical. I'm curious to see what dumb. he does. But it doesn't look as cool when you're big and you dunk. That's, that's fair. So, anyway, I don't think you're going to see a, a king in the dunk contest. But uh, according to De'Aaron Fox, who leaked it, today kevin herter yeah is gonna be in the three-point contest so you think he knows this is there a script i mean i've seen the super bowl <laughs> script go around all week long apparently right. the eagles are supposed to win by three what is it 37 34 uh if you want to put 100 bucks on that not financial advice but please share your winnings with me um i mean maybe it is part of the script i don't know unfortunately malik monk did get injured tonight i would love to see him in the dunk contest Probably not going to happen now, dealing with the ankle injury, even if he was invited or not. Um, you know, I would love to see Herter in the three-point competition. But, dude, what about Keegan? I'm with Fred. I'd like to see Keegan over Yeah, Kevin what about Herter. Keegan? Put them both in there. Ten for ten in both corners. I'm calling it right now. Keegan goes them, ten for ten in both corners. Put them both in there. We've seen uh, Curry and Thompson, same time, same year. In the contest, I would love to see it. And if Buddy Heald was out there too, man, how much yeah, fun, be fun would that be to watch? All right, we got to check in here uh, with Nick, see how he is doing, and then we'll go over uh, our stat of the night and then tomorrow's game against the Dallas Mavericks. Yo, Nick, how are you, bud? Good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, dude. Kings lost today, but they cannot get me down. No beam tonight, but I see the beam in my mind. There you go. Mind beam. <laughs> yes. I like it. I like it. I like it. But, you know, we got to play better defense. We got to play better defense tomorrow. You know, we got to, we got, well, I did get a picture with Matt Barnes today. Oh, you did? That's sweet. Yeah. Unlike James Harden, Matt Barnes showed you some love, huh? Yeah, and I do want to say that we got we got to win tomorrow. We got to win against uh, Dallas. We got one more game tomorrow against Dallas Mavericks, and then you know we go to Phoenix on Tuesday, and then we um, then we go to Utah. Yeah, for All Stars. So you know, I can see. I, I did hear that a couple of Kings players are in the NBA All Stars. Yeah, man, and you I, said I'm Kev- with you. So Kevin Hurt, what, you got a prediction Kevin for the Herter score tomorrow? The what was that, Nick? Is Kevin Herter in the three-point contest? You tell me. You just talked to Matt Barnes. I don't know. I don't know if he is. That's that's <laughs> what uh, Kevin said. 
I hope so. Uh, I'm just going off of what De'Aaron Fox said, Nick. That's uh, there's no breaking That's news hearsay. for me. That's hearsay, yeah. Calvin. Well, I trust De'Aaron does Fox. Dar- does De'Aaron Fox watch the show? Oh yeah, all the time. He's a regular, <laughs> Nick. Oh yes. You have anything you want to say to him? I do want to say to De'Aaron Fox that I'd like to beat him tomorrow. Okay. You know, normally he doesn't watch it live, so he'll probably be watching tomorrow morning. Uh, so light the beam today, De'Aaron. Yes. And you have your practice tomorrow, right, Nick? Yeah, I do. All right, dude. So can you give me a, a look into what your preparation looks like? What are you eating tonight? How many hours of sleep? When you wake up, are you drinking water, protein? Bars? I like, had, what, what's your routine look like? I had pizza. I go to the today, so I had pizza today. He loves pizza. There you dude. go. Carbs, man. We Fill were up on, on Twitter carbs. spaces the other day. He's like, Royal Rebounds. When you come to Sacramento, you're going to buy me a pizza, right? Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite pizza toppings? Cheese pizza with uh, bacon on top. Cheese pizza with bacon. Wow. I like it. I love bacon. Nick, does pineapple belong on a pizza? Uh, yeah. It's, no, it doesn't. Oh, Nick, come on. You yeah, had the yeah, right answer on. there at first. <laughs> you got you got Hawaii in. You backed out on it at the last second. Oh, you got to have fresh pineapple. That is the key. But tell me what your what your prep's going to be like tomorrow. What time are you waking up? Uh, are you running in the morning? Are you stretching? What are you doing to get ready for practice? Well, we stretch. Okay. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> we stretching, you know? Hey, I'm a, I'm excited for Terry Fox to be the NBA All Star bound. Yeah, yeah, we're all really really excited. I know you go to a why lot not, of games. Are you why going not to All-Star the NBA All Star? Why not? Are you why going not? to All Star Weekend, Nick? Well, no, I'll be watching on TV. You'll be working on TV. No, I'll be watching it on TV. Oh, watching on TV. Okay. That's cool, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Somebody here in the chat wants to know what are your thoughts on avocados. Uh, I don't know. Do they belong on pizza? No. Good answer. Yeah, I agree with that one. Good, good answer. I don't think so. Well, Nick, appreciate you calling in as always. Can you give me a prediction for tomorrow's game? I don't know, man. We got to try to win tomorrow. It's going to be tough. Dallas Memphis is a good team. Yeah, got to play some defense. And Why not you win, got though? Cut- yeah, why not win? You got Kyrie Irving on that team now. Okay. Luka Dottage. Luka Dottage, he didn't play today. When are you going to get to see uh, Matt Barnes again? Do you know? Tomorrow, uh, I, I don't think not tomorrow, but it, it will be Deuce and Mar- Mar- Morgan will be doing pregame and postgame. Okay. Do you think you can ask we'll them be- a question for me? Yeah, I can. I want to know how tall is the beam. Okay. Can you can you figure that out and get back to me? I can. I want to know how tall the beam is. Okay. All right, Nick. Appreciate you, man. Have fun at practice tomorrow. Make sure you get a lot of stretching in and, and score a bunch of points. We don't have that many people on here. Not yet. On- on Twitter spaces, we don't have that many people here. 
You got to invite we're, all we're your still, friends. We're still streaming live on YouTube. They'll, they'll come in afterwards. Yeah, and you'll be wrapping up your show? If you build it, they will come, right? Yep. Okay. All right, Nick. Appreciate you, man. Hopefully, we'll see you tomorrow. All right, then. All right, Sleep buddy. beams. Have a good night. Sleep beams. Always good. Always good to hear from him. All right, Calvin, uh, a couple more things to talk about here. We've been going on for a little while, actually. Uh, so I see you have a new category added in here, stat of the night. Calvin's neato stat of the <laughs> night. Uh, one day presented maybe by... I'll get to, uh, yeah, presented by nothing right now. One, <laughs> one day we'll get there like EJ. But, um, well, you know, this is kind of going to be maybe – salt in the wound right now to Kings fans because they missed out. Well, I don't know about missed out, but they didn't end up getting Just pull it off quickly. Dude. Anybody's anyone big in the trade deadline. Right. But I, I was looking, you know, online today and I saw a very interesting stat that really surprised me with some of the names on this list. Total steals and blocks, most steals and blocks since the 2020, 21 season. Matisse Seibel, 265 steals and 156 blocks. He's the only player. There are only six players uh, that have over 100 of each of these since 2020-21. Thibel has the, by far the most steals and still has over 150 blocks. But other names on this list are people that we talked about at the trade deadline. P.J. Washington, I was blown away to see him there. Yeah. Embiid and Giannis you expect to see on that list, right? Yep. And then the other guy... I also am surprised to see, and someone we talked about before the trade deadline as well, Nikola Vucevic. Yep. But I, I think it just go. Oh, and I'm sorry, Robert Covington is the. Why sixth. are you bringing another all this person, up, Calvin? Well, I, I think it just is more evidence. I'm sorry to keep har harping on this, but more evidence that a player like that, a wing, an elite wing defender, a guy that can guard on the perimeter but also switch, even has a little bit of rim protection you know, in his arsenal is exactly the type of player that the Kings need. So hopefully they find one of those guys in the off season this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Fred. Fred, uh, we got some awesome new gear in the Royal Rebound store. Check it out like this. And no, we are no longer sponsored by Manscaped. Vinny had an accident. There was blood everywhere. Uh, no more Manscaped. <laughs> JK, JK. All right, Calvin, uh, you want to just talk real quick about the Gary Payton trade? What potentially is going on there? And then we can talk about the next game. Man, it's becoming a pretty big story now. Uh, so that it's a four-team deal, first of all. So this is whether or not this trade goes through is really important. Calvin hates Because it's a lot of deals. teams. Yeah. I don't hate them. I just I feel really sorry for a team like the Atlanta Hawks, who scored Sadiq Bey, who I think is a great player. <laughs> I would have loved that. And they might teams. not get him now because Gary Payton failed his physical today. Yeah. Apparently, he still has complications from this core injury that he suffered last year, had surgery and <laughs> surgery to repair. They're expecting he could miss up to three more months. Um, and what's crazy about it is Portland was letting him play with this. So I don't, I don't really know who's at fault here, whether – Portland, you know, tried to hide the fact that he was still hurt yeah. or it's the Warriors team doctors for not being able to figure this out before they made the trade deal. Bottom line is Golden State has until tomorrow to decide whether or not they actually want to accept the trade or not. If they say we don't want it anymore, that means James Wiseman comes back to the Warriors. 
Sadiq Bey goes back to the Pistons, and everybody loses out on this Damn. deal. I mean, maybe the deal still goes through, but Golden State keeps the picks. Because I think that was like a late ad. Uh, I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not it, sure. It's really, really that, tricky. I, I don't think they're allowed to make amendments to the trade because the trade deadline has passed. That's a great point, too. Uh, but apparently the Blazers' medical staff knew that Gary Payton was still in pain, and they were giving him shots of Toradol. Have you ever heard of that? T-O-R-A-D-O-L? I, I have heard of that. I I, uh, I make shots. I don't take them. So um, I've never heard of Toradol, but apparently he was getting shots of Toradol to play through the injury. It's, uh, a, it's an intense steroid. And did not did not let anybody in the trade know about that. Wow. They should have gave him wow. some Toradol before the physical. They should have. <laughs> yeah, they should have. <laughs> They're like, here, take this with you. Take this with you. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, shout out to Dennis. Dennis, I don't think I said shout out to you. We did get to meet you last year in Sacramento. So really, really good to see you again. Uh, <laughs> Manscaped, more like man scraped. Uh, Rodders, can we have a market update on Calvin's haircut? Uh, I'll leave that up to you, uh, bud. After the trades in the West? Well, look, it's no secret that the, the Western Conference got a lot more difficult after the trade deadline. What kind of shampoo are you using? <sighs> I I use my girlfriend's. Okay. I don't know is what the like brand is, but one? she she gets on me. No, see that's the thing. I have yeah. They hate that head and shoulders oh, two yeah. in one. They hate that. And they I'm like, it. it's great. I've used it my whole life. And she goes, no, you can't use that crap. It's not good for long hair. The two in one is actually worse for your hair. All this yeah. stuff, blah, blah blah. So I'm like, all right, fine. Give me something to use. You're like and it's so, so worse because my hair is yeah. great right now. Yeah. So she. Let's me or you know said use this. So you know when you stop using, using head that. and shoulders, that's when you start to get dandruff. Dandruff because I feel like your head gets used to it. Might maybe. So I when you cut your hair, you're yet. gonna have to go back quickly to head and shoulders. Yeah, that's, that's okay. What, that's I'll what I back. had to do. I'll switch back because I started using head and shoulders when I was like, I don't know, stupid young, like nine or ten years old. And the only reason I use it is my dad used it, so I just used the same shampoo as him, and. uh yeah, never had dandruff until I had long hair, and then I cut it off, and uh, yeah, got to get back. Enjoy on the it. process, not trust the process, routers. But uh, what what kind of haircut are you gravitating towards at the moment? It's not up to me. Like bowl cut, I'm still on the it's bowl not, cut. It's not up to me. Yeah, I, I'm a man of the people. It is for them like, to um, decide. What is that movie, uh, Tropic Thunder, where uh, Ben Stiller plays the dude that? I don't want to. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do the impression. Yeah. But I'm visualizing that kind of hairstyle. Okay. You know, I used to have that haircut when I was a kid. Really? That exact one, yeah. Oh, man. You have to get some pictures. Have to find some pictures. Yeah, yeah. Post some pictures in the comments. I know your parents watch, so <laughs> post the pictures in the comments. All right. Let's move on here, and let's talk about Dallas on to Dallas. Dallas tomorrow, Calvin. Well, we don't know about Luca. Do we know if Kyrie's going to play? I don't think it's unreasonable to think he won't, right? Okay. Like, he's not hurt. There's no reason why he can't play. Never, ever use two and one. <laughs> Oh, man, you got to do it. Two for one. Two for one. Yes, yeah, simple, simple Jack, Jack, Charlie. Shout out to Charlie. Yes. 
We're going to call you Simple Calvin. Simple, Simple Cal. Oh, man. I like it, dude. I'm going to get a big bowl. I'm just going to put a bowl on top of your head, get I, some sense. My head's really small, man. A big bowl is not going to work. It's going to have to be a small bowl. I just don't know how, how I'm going to do the, the bottom, you know? Like, maybe what I got to do is I got to take all your hair, put it up, trim the bottoms, let it down, put the bowl over, and then all the way around. Man, that's going to suck. Simple cow. I like it. I like it. All right, back to the Dallas Mavericks. Please, everybody vote for something not bowl cut. I'll take anything. You guys heard it? Bowl cut. Bowl I, can't, cut. I can't be called simple cow. All right. <laughs> simple cow. <laughs> oh, man, that's so great. Uh, okay, the Mavericks tomorrow. I got to hold this thing <laughs> together, Calvin. I got to hold it together. Go for it. Well, number my key number one key in tonight's game was win the three point battle. So it's clear that that's going to go a long way tomorrow. Uh, whether or not Luca plays, he, we know he jacks up a lot of threes too. So I think this team is still going to take Reverse take a bunch try. of three point shots. Well, I guess make sure that. that everyone's awake in the chat. Keegan. <laughs> right. Clearly, they are if they're catching on to your movie references. Yeah, yeah. Simple cow. I like it, dude. That's going to catch on. I have to say it enough times tonight so that I don't forget because otherwise I will just totally, totally forget. <laughs> you guys are sleeping in the chat. I'm going to do it one more time. Keegan. Dennis, the cereal bowl is Murray. probably going to be the one to work. All right. Before we lose everybody off on a random tangent, back to the Mavericks game. The Kings do play the Mavericks tomorrow in Dallas. This is a very, very important game. We mentioned early in the stream if Dallas wins this game, they can leapfrog the Sacramento Kings for the third seed in the standing. So very, very important. However, if they do lose, Kings are in the fourth spot. We'll still cut Calvin's hair. So don't worry about that. But this is a very, very important game. Luka might play. Uh, he's dealing with, uh, it's like a heel bruise. It's a heel contusion, yeah. Which is not comfortable at all. I broke my heel before and it bothered me for a long, long time. Not saying it's the same injury, but that is a really, really tough part of your body to bruise and to continue to play through. I'm sure he's, when he does come back on the court, he's probably going to have a special shoe, lots of padding, all that stuff. Um, but it's also something where it's like, you don't want to make it worse. Uh, I don't know about the Mavericks. Yeah, and, and Luca loves the step back, right? Yeah. That move is right on is the heel. Right on, you transfer all of your weight from your heel to the ball of your foot in, in a very quick motion. So it could definitely be very painful. And they might be better off, you know, but actually sitting him here. That's awesome, Rodgers. They might be actually be better off sitting him because uh, they still have three games left before the All-Star break. So we'll see what happens. Uh, whether Kyrie plays, nobody knows what, what's on that guy's mind but Cal give me your keys well uh, the three-point game uh, both guarding the three-point line the Kings did a really terrible job of it in the first quarter today let Dallas get off to a really really phenomenal start uh, and they worsened that by struggling shooting themselves so the three-point battle both of these teams shoot a lot of them they hit a pretty high percentage of them yeah. it was clearly uh, you know one of if not the deciding factors in this game today It'll be a very big factor in tomorrow's game as well. Number two, rebounds. I, I don't know why I took it out of the keys for the Kings. Uh, they gave up 11 offensive rebounds in this game. It, it's a huge, huge problem for them all the time. Uh, I realize that they don't – Sabonis is kind of alone a lot of the time in yep. the rebounding battle. 
Uh, but Keegan Murray has stepped up, you know, recently in the last month or so big. They need that from him. Uh, some of these guards, Kevin Herter coming in and grabbing some rebounds, they're yep. going to have to find ways to manufacture those. Uh, and then number three, I, I think the pace of the game will again be a, a big determining factor. That The Mavericks, um, they really shared the ball well today. They're dead last in the NBA in assists per game. A lot of that is because of Luka, right, how much he holds onto the ball. Very different in today's game uh, and really like Wednesday when you looked at Kyrie's game in, in uh, L.A., Defense will 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 win. I agree with Alfie, man. But um, the the turnover battle, trying to force some more turnovers in this game. I think Dallas only had three turnovers at halftime, something like that. Uh, they were really really good at sharing the ball and taking care of the ball. Kings need to try to manufacture some easy baskets. That really gets their offense sparked, especially when they're not shooting it well from the outside. Uh, so I try to get out and run, rebound, uh, and defend the three point line. Yeah, no more updates yet on Malik Monk. Hopefully, we'll have an update on him tomorrow. Calvin, uh, Charlie says he has a foot injury. Uh, both Liz and Frank have both looked at it, and it's still not healing. Do you have any uh, advice for him? Uh, unfortunately, I don't, man. That Liz-Frank injury is no joke. Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, as you know, you, had, you broke your heel. Yeah. You didn't take care of it, but you. Oh yeah. <laughs> it did not heal. Charlie, have intended, you, right? Have you tried peeing on it? Oh man, you're gonna go there. I, I wouldn't take that too seriously, Charlie. But <laughs> that, that's really a tough injury. I'm yeah. sorry that happens to you. Yeah, I feel bad, man. Injuries suck, dude, especially to your feet. I mean, any injury to your body, right? I think one one thing with us as as humans, right, is we take a lot of things for granted. And it's just your body working, right? Like moving your finger, little things like that that you don't really think about, especially in your feet, right? Because you walk all the time. You don't really notice it until it hurts or until you can't do something. And you're like, wow, I really use that a lot in my life. So, uh, man, Charlie, I really, really feel for you. Hopefully, hopefully you can figure out a way to at least alleviate some of the symptoms because foot injuries really, really do suck. Well, guys, we appreciate you all for joining in on the show. Unfortunately, the Kings lose tonight to the Dallas Mavericks. It's okay. We got another shot at it tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate you all so, so much. Please don't forget to smash up that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And after this video is over, sign up for a Royal Rebounds membership. We got two different tiers, $1.99 and $9.99. A lot of cool benefits that come around with both of them. Uh, if you want to support Calvin and I, uh, it's a great way to do it. So thank you guys so much for watching. Calvin, any uh, last thoughts for the royal family out there? Thanks for watching. We hope to be back here uh, lighting the beam tomorrow. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we will light the beam tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for joining. Have a wonderful night. In the meantime, go Kings. R.I.P. The Bouncer.